Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, 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 and welcome to Believe. That's B L E A V in Lions, right here on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host at Javanaugh87, Jack Kavanaugh, and I am here, as always, to give you everything you need to know about the Detroit Lions, and trust me, there's a lot to talk about after the week that was at the Senior Bowl. Now first, I must apologize for my lack of an episode last week, but the real world got busy and There was just so much information coming in from the Senior Bowl that I just wanted to make sure I got everything right. So I waited. And with that, I have so much information to give you about what happened down in Mobile, Alabama. But before we get to all of the news out of the Senior Bowl, first... We must talk about the place to put all your bets this weekend because the big game is finally here as we hit Super Sunday with the last game of football season. And as always, Bet Online has you covered from odds, scores, totals, player performance, props, where the next coach is going to land. Bet Online is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. And it's not just football either. Bet Online's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, Bet Online is your number one online wagering destination. So head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B L E A V. The fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet Online, where the game starts. And first and foremost, when the Senior Bowl started, Dan Campbell and Aaron Glenn were not coaching as regular. See, they operated in more advisory roles, which led to some great news for the Detroit Lions because we have an offensive coordinator. Tight end coach Ben Johnson spent the week at the Senior Bowl as the offensive coordinator, and he did amazing. Between that and his work, with the Lions after Dan Campbell took over play calling from Anthony Lynn, Ben Johnson has certainly earned a shot to call the plays. I just feel bad for Deuce Staley because he really deserves a chance. Deuce Staley, I truly believe, is a future head coach in the NFL, and he showed it this week as the head coach of the Detroit Lions practice roster at the Senior Bowl. And I just think that giving him that offensive coordinator label would help that resume boost a little bit further. 
help him on his way to landing that head coach job. But I do wonder, would offensive coordinator and assistant head coach be too much for one person to handle? I don't know. I don't know the inner workings of an of the team. So with that in mind, do Staley still a future head coach and absolutely knocked it out of the park as the head coach this past week. Great news there. Now for some bad news, and that is defensive back coach Aubrey Pleasant was the defensive coordinator, and he killed it. Absolutely crushed it all week long with what he was asking them to do. That sounds like good news, doesn't it? The bad news is that Minnesota Vikings' new head coach, Kevin O'Connell, thought he did so well with the roster at the Senior Bowl, and he's done so well with the Detroit Lions as a defensive back coach, and he did so well with the LA Rams when Kevin O'Connell and Aubrey Pleasant worked together that Aubrey Pleasant is going to interview for the defensive coordinator position, and the Lions might lose him. And I wish him well, because Aubrey Pleasant is another man that I believe will be a head coach at some point in the league, but it would just be a dagger to lose Aubrey Pleasant. It's great we're keeping Aaron Glenn now that the Saints have hired Dennis Allen as their head coach, but it hurts. It hurts the thought of losing Aubrey Pleasant. So fingers crossed he stays, but if he goes, I will be more than happy for him because Aubrey Pleasant deserves all the praise that he gets around the NFL. But now for the actual event, with the actual players on the actual field and of course, we have to start with the quarterbacks because the biggest news at quarterback coming out of Mobile, Kenny Pickett's hands are so small that he refused to measure them. Nah, I'm just kidding. That's not what happened. Kenny Pickett's thumbs are double jointed and he knows the NFL will freak out when he gets a weird me measurement because his thumbs measured like this instead. It's the NFL. Things are weird. They care about thresholds a lot. We all remember when Joe Burrow had to retire from the NFL after his hands were too small at the Senior Bowl. Oh, yeah, that didn't happen. Joe Burrow's going to the Senior Bowl, or Super Bowl, sorry. But the real story of the week, Malik Willis is QB1. Comes in six foot, 220 pounds, absolutely wowed, Everyone across the board, including the Lions defense, who named him practice quarterback of the week, 54 yards on five carries in the game, only two for four passing for 11 yards, but he was accurate on all four of those passes. Not his fault that receiver couldn't catch it. Malik Willis looks like QB one. And the Lions have to consider him at two, don't they? I'm not saying they take him, but it's a conversation now, officially. Do you take Malik Willis at second overall? Do you take Kayvon Thibodeau? Do you take Aiden Hutchinson? Whatever Brad Holmes does, I trust it. I'm going to be happy. I'm not worried about it, but it's a conversation now. And the other player at quarterback that made some money coming out of Mobile 
wasn't there. Matt Corral, quarterback out of Oklahoma, or sorry, out of Ole Miss, he might be QB2. He's QB1 by some people simply by not showing up. Because Kenny Pickett, the de facto number one heading into the week, he kind of disappointed. Doesn't measure his hands like we talked about. Non-issue. Six foot three, 217 pounds. That's pretty standard for a quarterback in the real measurements. But he had an up and down week, especially in the rain. And it's a red flag when he doesn't measure his hands. Doesn't really matter, but he didn't do anything to dispel that when he struggled in the rain with some inaccuracy and with a fumble to end the day. However, still named the practice QB of the week by the Jets defense, and also named the most pro-ready on the chalkboard by pretty much everyone across the league. So we'll see what happens with Kenny Pickett. If you look at his raw stats, he played pretty well, 6-6 for 89 yards and a touchdown, but his accuracy left a lot to be desired and left some yards on the table. So opinions are pretty split on Kenny Pickett right now, and they're pretty split on Sam Howell as well. QB three to five. I go with Sam Howell as QB three, but opinions are divided all across this QB class. So Sam Howell was playing for the Lions, six foot, 221 pounds, more mobile than given credit for by a lot of people, showed it this past year at North Carolina and showed it again at the Senior Bowl. 29 yards rushing and a touchdown on five carries. Also went six for nine for 67 yards passing. So good showing from him. Probably an even better showing from Desmond Ritter. Now, he was QB4 for me coming out of the week. Balled out in the actual game. Undisputably the best quarterback in the actual senior bowl. So could Ritter rise up in the ranks in this QB conversation? Very possibly. Now, he comes in six foot three, a little slight at 207 pounds, but 12 yards on three carries, four of six for 68 yards passing with two touchdown passes to boot. Desmond Ritter is just a gamer, and I think wherever he lands is probably going to end up being a steal. Now, QB5, Carson Strong for me, really disappointing. And he came in as the biggest quarterback, six foot four, 226 pounds, but he struggled with accuracy throughout the week. The deep ball just was almost too deep consistently. And in the game, really did not impress me at all. Six of 11 passing, 67 yards with an interception, and proved that he's not mobile either with. One rush, no yards, and a fumble. So, Carson Strong not looking good coming out of this week. Might fall to QB7 with Matt Corral in the conversation. Or, sorry, might fall to QB6 with Matt Corral in the conversation. Could end up falling, although probably not, behind Western Kentucky's Bailey Zappi as well. Now, Zappi came in as the smallest quarterback at six foot, 213 pounds. And he really didn't stack up throughout the week. But he showed out in the game. And it kind of gives you this better Gardner Minshew vibe. 
yeah, he's being compared to Chase Daniel, but whatever it is, this kid's got moxie. Whatever it is with Bailey Zappi, 8 of 13, 103 yards with some shots down the sideline as well. Does have an interception, and I do think he is ultimately limited to a backup role in the NFL. But why not? A shot on Bailey Zappi if you need a quarterback in the 4th, 5th, 6th round. Run with it. And of course, Lions might need a quarterback. Jared Goff is a starter this year, but what happens in 2023? What's the Lions' future at quarterback? I don't know what it is, but based on their roster, all three of their quarterbacks were six foot, and all three of them were pretty mobile. So is the prototypical size pocket quarterback no longer what the Lions are looking for? Are they more concerned with mobility and ability to make plays on the run? Because we see it all the time now outside of Joe Burrow, outside of maybe Matthew Stafford, but even him with his sidearm throws, he's making plays outside of structure. You need a talent at quarterback, a pure arm talent almost is essential with the Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. So they all have just this je ne sais quoi, just this, this it factor across the league. So is that the Lions future at quarterback? I don't know, but I know they also need a wide receiver and I prefer the younger wide receivers, the juniors who left school early, but I can't say I'll be disappointed if the Lions add one or two players at senior bowl. And of course the big story with South Alabama's Jalen Tolbert. Six foot, 195 pounds, capable of either getting open on you, getting over the top deep, or just mossing you to make a catch. He, he really looked like the premier alpha wide receiver, locked himself in as a day two pick for sure. I think he is a guaranteed second round. And in the game too. Caught both of his targets for 24 yards. Jalen Tolbert is a force to be reckoned with. And on the Jets side of things, they may have had the only wide receiver equal or more impressive than Jalen Tolbert. And that was North Dakota State's Christian Watson. Now, if you don't follow football going into the event, I understand why you wouldn't know Christian Watson's name. He was the tallest wide receiver at the senior bowl, six foot four and 211 pounds. But he doesn't play like that. When you look at his feet, he has the feet of a much smaller pass catcher can get open all over the field, has beautiful releases off the line of scrimmage and moves in space on jet sweeps and reverses as though he's a much smaller receiver. Now, there's talk he could sneak into the first round. I don't buy that. But Christian Watson, like Jalen Tolbert, has locked himself into a day two and probably second round pick. This is why you go to the senior bowl if you declare late, because we see it all the time. Some receivers just are built different and they show it when compared to the rest of their class. Debo Samuel, prime example, and look what he's doing in the NFL now. So 
Those are the two wide receivers that I'm most excited about. Christian Watson also was the Jets practice wide receiver of the week voted by the Jets cornerbacks. And now I would think Jalen Tolbert would be the Lions wide receiver of the week in practice, but no. The cornerbacks for the Detroit Lions picked someone else. They chose Memphis slot receiver Calvin Austin III. And now he's small. He came in two inches shorter than expected at five foot seven. But he also came in 10 pounds heavier than expected at 173 pounds. So some feared he might be 2-2 at well size. That's not the case. But as we did expect, Zero resistance in coverage from these Lions defensive backs. Just all open all over the field. Dynamic short area quickness, but even showed the ability to get deep on receivers, which we didn't expect. So Calvin Austin III, he was the Lions practice squad wide receiver of the week. Or practice receiver of the week. I don't know why I keep saying practice squad. As voted by the Lions practice corners for the week at the senior bowl and a couple other notes at wide receiver Jahan Dotson from Penn state. He unfortunately pulled out, which sucks because I want to see these guys compete. I want to see them at their highest level. I want to see the dog in Jahan Dotson. However, he's probably been told, Hey, you, you run a four, three at the combine. You're going in the first round. You're going in the second round at the latest. If you don't, Senior Bowl's only going to hurt you. So I understand it. It's just disappointing. And it was disappointing, too, to see Alec Pierce out of Cincinnati leave early. He very much disappointed on the week as one of the bigger wide receivers and just didn't really show up on the first two days and ended up leaving early. So that sucked to see. But Dontario Drummond, the Ole Miss wide receiver, looked Real good. Very, very smooth for a 217-pound wide receiver. And he's compact at six foot. And we love our thick wide receivers. So he could be a really interesting outside threat possession wide receiver if the Lions don't go with one early like we've talked about. And it's not just Dontario Drummond either. Valus Jones really showed out. He ended up getting multiple votes for practice squad player of the week by the NFL, not by the Lions cornerbacks, but by all 32 teams really impressed by Vilas Jones from, I can't remember what university he's from. I believe it was Virginia tech. I'll have to double check that, but five foot 11, 203 pounds, 53 yards on four grabs, catching all four of his targets. So keep an eye on Vilas Jones. Keep an eye on Khalil Shakir. Popular name from the Jets. Six foot, 193 pounds. And then there was Romeo Dubs. And our friend Andrew Golden on the Believe in Jets podcast. Champion Romeo Dubs coming into the Senior Bowl. And on day one, he was proven right. Came in six foot one, 204 pounds. Showed he's capable of getting deep on anyone on the first day. And then it came to the press coverage. And that's where he struggled because there were times 
he just couldn't get off the line of scrimmage, period. It just was as though he just ran into a brick wall and couldn't go anywhere. So I really wasn't overly impressed with the Nevada quarterback, Carson Strong, or his top receiver in Romeo Dubs. Disappointing week for both of them. But not disappointing if you use NordVPN. Because what's more important than peace of mind? Nothing. And that's what NordVPN is here for. To give you peace of mind while you're online. And with all the threats that you face today on the internet, it's more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN that you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all your computers and devices, no matter what the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection either. And plans start at under $4 per month. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe or use the code believe that's B-L-E-A-V to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. You're going to love Nord, and you're going to love the running backs at the Senior Bowl, even if we don't really want the Lions to draft one. Because we already have DeAndre Swift. We already have Jamal Williams. We already have Craig Reynolds, the third down back who showed out at the end of the season. And we already have Jamar Jefferson, the rookie out of Oregon State. So leave it alone. Stock up elsewhere on the roster, more positions of need. But we do have to talk about the position because we're breaking down every offensive position at the Senior Bowl here tonight. And we talked two weeks ago to Jets running back and former Senior Bowl MVP Lamont Jordan at Coach Jordan 34 from Believe in Jets. And he was really hoping to see the Jets impressed with a bruiser such as Brian Robinson from Alabama, and the rocked-up running pack did not disappoint, comes in six foot one, 226 pounds. And you see pictures, you see videos at practice. The man's just built different. Built completely different than the rest of these Senior Bowl running backs. Ends up voted as the practice running back of the week for the Detroit Lions by the linebackers and the safeties. Probably going to be the first senior bowl running back off the board. The only threat might be Florida's Damian Pierce. He checks all the boxes. He's got the perfect frame at five foot nine, 220 pounds. He's a natural receiver with 36 receptions, 372 yards and four touchdowns over the last two seasons. And this week, 
he showed off his pass blocking prowess and impressed the entire time at the senior bowl ended up with multiple votes for practice player of the week across all positions by the NFL. The one negative on his profile. And I don't know how negative it really is because his best season, he's only ever been a committee back. And his best season was only 100 carries for 574 yards. And now he did have 13 touchdowns in that season, which was last year in 2021. But that's a little bit under production. However, maybe it saves him in the long run for his career. So teams look past that lack of production if he tests well and we already know he has the receiving ability. That's something to keep an eye on if you are a fantasy football player. Not if you're a Detroit Lions fan because we don't need any more running backs. And if you like fantasy football, keep an eye out for Jerome Ford as well. Former Alabama running back, just 162 yards on 33 touches over two years for the Crimson Tide. Then he transfers to Cincinnati and puts up 2,073 yards, 28 touchdowns, and my personal favorite, 29 receptions at Cincinnati. Five foot 10, 209 pounds. Jerome Ford has the prototypical size, the resume, and probably the athletic ability that I look for personally in a fantasy football player. He's being called the next Elijah Mitchell by the fine folks over at playerprofiler.com. So D- Jerome Ford, Definitely a name to watch. Unfortunately, he had to miss the game, though. Fortunately, that's because he had to fly to Florida and witness the birth of his daughter. So congratulations to Jerome Ford for raising his stock at the Senior Bowl. And the same can be said for Baylor's Abram Smith, former linebacker, and he plays like it. 5'11", 211 pounds mostly a special teamer early in his career at Baylor and then moved to linebacker in 2020. And then he moved to running back in 2021. First year as a full-time running back, 1,676 yards from scrimmage and 12 touchdowns. Now just 75 yards on 13 receptions. Not the most natural pass catcher as we saw in the game when he did have a drop, but he showed out in the game, 11 carries, 48 yards with two receptions, 19 yards and a receiving touchdown. And he's an absolute unit to bring down as well. So with all that said, he's a little bit controversial because there's reports that the media didn't see much from him during the week at practice. But the Jets linebackers and safeties voted him the practice running back of the week. And that probably just goes to show the toughness of Abram Smith isn't appreciated from the sidelines in a thud practice. But when you're on the field and absorbing those thud hits, you feel it from a player like Abram Smith. Now, Final two running backs that we've got here, Arizona's Rashad White. He has mixed reviews as well. 
media can't make up their mind. Some think he was a sloppy route runner. Others loved the natural hands. So 43 grabs for 456 yards last year alone to go with 1,000 yards rushing and 16 total touchdowns. And in this game, he played pretty well too. 11 carries, 52 yards, 7-yard reception. So for all you fantasy gamers, he's got the size at six foot, 210 pounds. He has the receiving ability. He very well could be a satellite back plus in the mold of Aaron Jones or Alvin Kamara. Probably not going to happen. He'll probably always be in some sort of committee with a grinder back, but receptions win in fantasy football. And if you want to win off of receptions, Missouri's Tyler Beatty is the prototypical satellite back. It's a shame the Lions don't need one because he is good. Comes in five foot seven, 199 pounds, 126 receptions during his time at Mizzou, including 54 grabs in 2021 alone. There's very few college running backs with that kind of receiving resume. So Tyler Beatty is an under the radar pickup in fantasy football. And he showed that he can be a bell cow this past year too, with 268 carries, 1600 yards. Now it's doubtful that the NFL will ever let him tote the rock anywhere near that much, but he does end his career with 3,800 yards from scrimmage, 34 touchdowns, So there's a chance that Tyler Beatty could be a diet Austin Eckler. Final note for the running backs, Michigan's Hassan Haskins could not attend thanks to a high ankle sprain suffered against Georgia in the college football playoffs. We'll see how we test at the combine, but as Lamont Jordan said, he's not overly impressive other than the straight ahead run game. He's a bull in the China shop, but doesn't do much other than that. His ceiling is kind of a Jordan Howard between the tackles grinder type role in a perfect situation. So let's hope for Hassan Haskins because we love Hassan Haskins for what he did for the University of Michigan. It's just not what I want for fantasy football. And it's not what the Detroit Lions are looking for either because They're not looking for a running back. Want to make some money? How about you invest it in an exciting asset that's outpaced the S&P 500 by 164% for 25 years? I'm talking about art. Masterworks is the new investing app that lets you invest in blue chip paintings from icons like Picasso, Monet, Warhol, without needing millions. Over 300,000 people have already signed up. Get priority access with our unique promo. Log on to masterworks.art slash believe. That's masterworks.art slash believe. See important disclosures at masterworks.io slash disclosures. But they are looking for another tight end. There's only two on the roster this past year, really. And out of the third, 
TJ Hawkinson, who went down early with injury, he is more of a big slot. He is an F tight end. He's moves around. He's the can play a little bit of inline, but for the most part, you want him in the slot moving around the formation. So to let him do that, we need a big inline tight end. A Y tight end, as they're called. Brock Wright could develop into that. He's a bigger kid at 256 pounds, but he's young. He is going to take some time to develop. And I think a veteran would be the best move. But if the Lions are looking to draft a tight end, this class is full of good options. Obviously, the number one option, Trey McBride, tight end one, 6'3", 249 pounds, which is my threshold for the inline tight end. If you're 6'3", you can be a little bit below 250 pounds. If you're taller than 6'3", you've got to be 250 plus. So Trey McBride, he can play that Y. He can play that F move tight end. He can do it all. Caught a touchdown in the Senior Bowl. He was voted as the practice tight end of the week by the Jets' defensive line, the linebackers, and the safeties. He's going to go before the Lions take a tight end. He could very well sneak into round one. And that is rich for my taste with the positional value of tight end. And there's no way the Lions are taking a round one or two tight end. So... What's more likely, if they do draft a tight end, we have Ohio State's Jeremy Ruckert. He looks like the tight end, too, at the Senior Bowl. Six foot five, 250 pounds, and really just fits what the Lions need. Showed out at practice all week. Just unfortunate it was for the Jets. Same with Charlie Kohler, the six foot six, 256 pounder. He's more of a solid but unspectacular player. Will be extremely solid as a pro. Could develop into that blocking tight end, but not what I want in my fantasy football players or really for the Lions either. The one final thing we're kind of looking at for the Lions tight ends that they had, Daniel Bellinger, San Diego State, he fits that mold at 200 or 252 pounds, six foot four, and he can play all three tight end positions. And what I mean by that, he can play the Y inline tight end. He can play the F move tight end, and he can play as an H back fullback type as well. And this versatility makes me think that Daniel Bellinger could be the tight end that the Lions target in the later rounds. Voted practice tight end of the week by the Lions defensive line, linebackers, and safeties at the Senior Bowl. So, keep an eye on San Diego State's Daniel Bellinger for the Detroit Lions. Keep an eye on Greg Dolchich as well. Six foot three, 248, puts him in that same bucket with Trey McBride for size. He just looks too much like TJ Hawkinson, though, for my taste. It's it's the hair. They look like twins. Can't do it. It's going to be too confusing. And the final option for the Lions roster was Grant Calcaterra. Six foot three and 243 pounds is a bit small for my taste. 
but he's more of that H-back fullback type. Could be a Jason Cabinda replacement down the road. Just not the tight end that the Lions should be looking for. Setting the edge, the blocker, 250 pounds plus. And then there's some other great options for teams that need a receiving threat at tight end. Isaiah Likely specifically from Coastal Carolina. I really hoped he would show out. Six foot four, 241 pounds is a bit smaller. And with rumors about how well he's going to test, I was hoping for a little bit more. But he's strictly an F tight end. Isaiah Likely is strictly a move tight end. Won't do much on the line of scrimmage. So not what the Lions need right now. And that goes for Nevada's Cole Turner as well. Now, he did impress me. He's the one Nevada offensive player that I did enjoy at the Senior Bowl. Caught two passes, 44 yards in the game. Former wide receiver with a massive frame, six foot six, but just 246 pounds because he's making that transition from wide receiver. Now, in fantasy football, those are the players that I want at tight end. But for the Detroit Lions, it's not really what they need right now. Brock Wright is already kind of the developmental tight end. Cole Turner could take that role, but it still doesn't fix the problem of having a big edge setting Y tight end. And finally, we have Jake Ferguson from Wisconsin. He was great in the game as well. 62 yards on three grabs. And if he moves to H-back, could replace Jason Cabinda. I'd be all for that. Six foot four, 244 pounds and versatile as hell. He's just got to put on a little bit more weight if he wants to be a true tight end for the Detroit Lions because we've got TJ Hawkinson in that move role. We we don't need another big slot. TJ Hawkinson was drafted too early to give up on him on that. He doesn't block well enough to play that true inline wide tight end role. Now, <clears throat> the Senior Bowl itself was not kind to the offensive linemen. And a lot of players got absolutely whooped in the game. Especially on the Lions offensive line. And especially by Boye Mafe, Jesse Laqueta, and Majai Sanders. As well as Perrion Winfrey of the Jets. But we're going to talk about that more next time when we talk about the defensive linemen and the defensive players from this senior bowl. But let's talk about the offense. Because Boston College's Zion Johnson was the star of the week. And I mean that quite literally. He was the practice player of the week from the NFL across all positions. Zion Johnson came to play. Six foot two, 314 pounds. First day of practice, they had him playing center after a career all over the place. And he was learning to snap. So he stayed late after practice with Desmond Ritter to practice his snaps. And then Ritter headed back into the locker room. But Zion Johnson stayed so long after practice that the Lions quarterbacks ended up coming out. And he starts snapping to them as well. That's the kind of player 
that the NFL is going to love. That's why they voted him practice player of the week can play all five positions on the offensive line at the senior bowl in the actual game. He played exclusively center, but he started at left guard for the Boston college Eagles in 2019 and 2021 only took a break in 2020 to play left tackle. So he reminds me a lot of Packers offensive lineman, Elton Jenkins, the versatility that you know the Detroit Lions are going to love. But he was coached by the Jets all week, and there's no way he's going to be around when the Lions are drafting an offensive lineman. There's no way he's going to be around with 31st or 32nd pick. I guarantee it. Zion Johnson has locked himself into the first round with his play this past week. So we'll stick with the Jets offensive lineman because we've already started with the true star. And when you look at the left tackles, it's a little bit dicey. It's a little bit controversial because we have Trevor Penning, the left tackle out of Iowa or no, where did, or he Illinois state. My goodness, my part beg my pardon. Three-year starter at, <clears throat> at Illinois state, six foot six, 330 pounds. And he was the best trash talker by far and the nastiest player by far of the entire week. Personally, I love that. The internet was a little bit divided on it, but for me, I want my offensive linemen to be nasty. I can rein that in. I can coach them to avoid the penalties. I can't teach that kind of attitude, that kind of nastiness, that kind of aggression. And Trevor Penning received multiple votes to be the practice player of the week by the NFL and was voted the offensive lineman practice player of the week by the Jets defensive linemen and linebackers that were at the senior bowl. The other left tackle, though, Bernard Rainman, Bernhard Raymond, was even more controversial. Now, he came to Central Michigan as a tight end and even started at tight end two years ago, three years ago as a sophomore. And then he moved to offensive line started at the end of 2020 and took over for all of 2021 at left tackle. And now he's controversial because PFF pro football focus absolutely loved Bernhard Raymond. Everyone else at the senior bowl did not seem as high on him based on their reports and what they were putting out there. So there's a discrepancy here. I wasn't there. I can't weigh in on it, but Bernhard Raymond is a very controversial offensive tackle prospect. Some think he's a round one player. Others think that he's going to be going day two or day three. Who are we to judge? We'll have to wait and see how the draft shakes out. But the Jets other tackle is the one that drew the eyes all week because when he walked around, At six foot eight, 387 pounds, the Minnesota Mountain Daniel Falele is just head and shoulders above everyone else on the field, quite literally. He also impressed all week long, except you may have seen that one clip where Penn State edge rusher Jesse Lucchetta, who is Canadian, might I add, 
bull rushed him despite being outweighed by 120 pounds. Rest of the week, though, Philele looked really good and kept playing right tackle, which is what he played at Minnesota for over 2,000 snaps, played right tackle at the Senior Bowl, and really played well both in practice and the game itself. And some teams are even wondering, he could play guard. He can pull. He can play on the interior. Is he too big to play on the interior? It's a question. And that kind of versatility makes that the, makes me think that the Lions might like Daniel Falele despite not having coached him. And the same goes on the Jets interior as well with Cole Strange, the University of Tennessee Chattanooga. He was the backup center for the week to Zion Johnson. 6'4", 304 pounds, and he had his ups and he had his downs, but that's what you're expecting when you come out of UT Chattanooga. Played some left tackle there as well. So he'll be a great developmental offensive lineman. Could be a solid starter by year two, three, or four. And that's something I think the Lions might have interest in because they are set across the offensive line with left tackle Taylor Decker, with Pro Bowl left guard Jonah Jackson, with all-pro center Frank Ragnow, with right guard Hal Vitae, and with Penay Sewell. So Cole Strange, the younger, or sorry, the smaller school developmental offensive lineman could be someone that the Lions are looking at. Marquise Hayes, more of a ready now player. Six foot four, 318 pounds out of the University of Oklahoma. Very, very solid. Will be a starter in the NFL. Three year left guard at Oklahoma. Even played some time as a freshman at the University of Oklahoma. And he's just consistent. He's just a day two NFL guard will likely be a solid NFL starter. And on the other side, opposite of him, was Michigan's Andrew Stuber. Now, Stuber, six foot six, 327 pounds, fifth-year senior who mostly played right tackle at Michigan, became the starting right tackle at the end of his freshman season, missed 2019 with an ACL, and then started as a right guard for 2020, and then moved back to right tackle for his final 10 games and his final season. Probably going to be a mid-round pick in the mold of Ben Bredesen or Mike Onwenu. We see all of these Michigan linemen are solid, unspectacular, pro-ready. So he'll probably land on a team that needs him in the draft, but the Lions... I don't think will be it. I don't think they have the the need immediately. It's more of the developmental guys down the road that I'm looking at. And I don't think Stuber has that ceiling that the Lions should be looking for. Now, of course, we've got to talk about the Lions and their offensive line. Because <laughs> it was ugly in the game. Still a very fun week of practice, but a bad game. So we'll start with the good from the senior bowl itself. And that was both of the lion centers. Now, Kentucky's Luke Fortner 
we knew he was going to be good because we saw him dominate for five years in the SEC, a sixth year senior who was bouncing back and forth between starting left guard and starting right guard throughout the season at Kentucky. They like to do a little bit of the offensive line flopping at UK for some time. And then this past season, he was moved to center and dominated again. And then he dominated at the senior bowl. Could that be because he's in his sixth year of college? Possibly, but either way, Luke Fortner impressed and could be of an interest to the Lions with Evan Brown, a restricted free agent. The other center, though, was the player who impressed me the most on the Lions offensive line and maybe the most on the offensive line period on the week because Memphis's Dylan Parham, we didn't know what he was going to look like coming into this because he he was listed six foot three, 285 pounds at Memphis. That's really small for an offensive lineman, 285 pounds. That's tiny. And it was strange because we knew he was talented because we've watched him play. And we knew he was athletic because we've seen him move in space. And we knew he was versatile too, because we watched him start at left guard for his freshman and sophomore seasons. And then he moved to starting right tackle as a junior. And then once again, settled in at right guard this past season. So we knew all of this. The only question was how is he going to hold up at 285 pounds? Good news is we didn't have to find out. Dylan Parham showed up at 6'2", 313 pounds, with the exact same athleticism that we saw at 285. Dominated all week long, including in the game. And if the Lions are going to draft an offensive lineman, he is my number one wish for the Lions from the Senior Bowl. Just so, so versatile. And that's what Dan Campbell's team is building on the offensive line. You have Hal Vitae, who can play right guard or, guard or tackle. You have Frank Ragnow, who played guard for some time. You have Panay Sewell, who was play, practicing at guard as well. It's an offensive line of athletic, versatile players, and we absolutely love it. Ed Ingram, guard for the Lions. Now this is where it starts to kind of get ugly for really everyone. Ingram had a great showing during the week. During the game, he did give up a sack, but he was voted the offensive line practice player of the week by the Lions defensive lineman that he was competing against. Should get some looks in the mid rounds. Six foot three, 317 pounds, and rotated in for Joe Burrow back in 2019 before becoming a starter these past two seasons. He was backed up by Georgia left guard and national champion Justin Schaefer, the 326 pounder, six foot three, two year starter, and an absolute bulldozer. In the run game. But the pass blocking needs some work. Four sacks and 20 total pressures in 2021. 
And his left tackle was playing out of position as well because Jamari Saylor moved from left tackle at Georgia to right guard at the senior bowl. Pretty much solidifies that Saylor is not Saylor, sorry, is not an NFL tackle, despite being one for the Georgia Bulldogs over the past two years. And he was the backup to Tennessee's Cade Mays at right guard. Mays bounced around from left tackle to right guard at Georgia in 2020, 2018 and 2019. And then he moved from Georgia to the University of Tennessee in 2020, becomes their starting right guard, moves from right guard to right tackle this past season. And now Cade Mays is back to guard. And didn't particularly impress this past week. Not the way you would have hoped for such an athletic offensive lineman. He'd typically win his first rep in the one-on-ones. And then he would lose the next two reps to players. Because they figured out how to beat him. Kind of a one-trick pony on the offensive line. Which you don't like to see. And he gave up two pressures in the game itself. So really on the interior of interior of the offensive line centers, Luke Fortner and Dylan Parham showed out Ed Ingram Ingram was good during the week, the left guard. And then the Georgia offensive lineman and Cade Mays kind of disappointed as did the offensive tackles for the lions. If you just watched the game because Kentucky right tackle Darian Kennard absolute monster all week long at practice and it makes sense right three-year starter at right tackle in the sec 65 324 pounds he's nearly unbeatable in the one-on-ones and with deuce staley as the head coach for the week he brought the competition all week long when they lost the one-on-ones in, in an egregious fashion, they had to do push-ups. And Terry and Kennard handed out a lot of push-ups on the week. Bad news, though, is when we got to the game itself, he ended up giving up a sack. So I think Terry and Kennard's home is going to be at guard in the NFL. And that's okay. He's an absolute mauler in the run game, showed it at the senior bowl. And if the Lions are interested, he could be the kind of player that replaces Hal Vitae because the Lions love that versatility to kick out to tackle in a pinch. But the mauling interior offensive lineman like Hal Vitae, like Darian Kennard, seems to be their kind of jam. One of Kennard's backups at right tackle was the Louisiana raging Cajun Max Mitchell. He looks like a developmental lineman, 6'5", 299 pounds. And he's played both left and right tackle over his four years, nearly 800 snaps at left and nearly 1,800 snaps at right. In the game, though, he was beat for four pressures on just 10 block pass blocking snaps. He's going to need some work before he's ready for the NFL, as will Kennard's other backup, 
the University of Tulsa's right tackle, Chris Paul. Six foot three, 200 and or 324 pounds. Started at right guard in 2018, moved to left guard in 2019, then moved to right tackle for the past two years. So he's versatile, but he gave up a sack, two hurries on just seven pass blocking snaps. So Chris Paul and Max Mitchell are players I like if you can let them sit and develop for some time. And on the left side, it was really not good either. Spencer Burford was the starter, UTSA offensive lineman, six foot three, 293 pounds, which is small. And he just looked out of place, giving up a sack and two hurries in the game. Same with Braxton Jones, although he does have the requisite size at six foot five, 306 pounds. Once again, struggled in the game. And you can't say you're surprised that the Southern Utah Thunderbird wasn't dominant, but it's not going to help his draft stock at all. And really just a lot of these offensive linemen, when faced with the best of the best, which was what they'll be getting in the offense or getting in the NFL, they just didn't meet the challenge. And that's okay. It can take some time to develop on the offensive line, even in the NFL and even after college. But this was certainly a defensive week at the senior bowl when it comes to the trenches. So that was a lot of information on the senior bowl. I warned you, I'm going to be telling you everything. So quick recap here. Who do I want on offense for the Detroit lions? That quarterback, At two, I'd consider Malik Willis. I'm not saying do it, but I'm saying if Brad Holmes pulls the trigger, I trust in Brad Holmes. And then at 31 or 32, whichever pick they have, Sam Howell, Matt Corral, Desmond Ritter, they could all be in play. Kenny Pickett sounds as though he'll go way earlier. So those three quarterbacks late in the draft or Malik Willis, at two running back no one i don't want any running backs from the senior bowl i don't want any running backs period lions are set at running back leave it alone wide receiver though don't leave it alone draft jalen tolbert or christian Walken watson in round two with your second pick of the second round or you can draft calvin austin the third although we do already have a supreme slot in Amon Ross St. Brown. Dontario Drummond or Khalil Shakir, they all could be targets in the fourth round. Same with Velas Jones, maybe a little bit later. Those are the wide receivers from the Senior Bowl that I'm interested in. You got Jalen Tolbert and Christian Watson, the round two studs, and then depending on what the Lions are looking for, Dontario Drummond, Khalil Shakir, Velas Jones, and Calvin Austin are all acceptable choices as well. At tight end, Trey McBride's going to go too early. I know. I know. It's sad, but we have to be ready for it. So instead, I will be eyeing Jeremy Ruckert, 
from Ohio State, Daniel Bellinger from San Diego State, or Greg Dulcich from UCLA. And on the offensive line, I already told you, it's Dylan Parham, number one on my wish list, because I think that versatility is just perfect fit in Detroit. Can also go for Marquise Hayes, the Oklahoma guard, Cole Strange, the University of uh, Tennessee Chattanooga guard. And I have a feeling they're going to like Ed Ingram as well. Sadly, though, Zion Johnson is going to be out of reach, which is just disappointing because he's he's going to go early in the first round and he is a dominant offensive lineman. And then we've got the tackles. I don't really know if I want any of them to play tackle in the NFL. Trevor Penning, we don't really need him. We've got Panay Sewell. We've got uh, Taylor Decker. We don't need a starting offensive tackle. And so kind of, uh, it's it's not going to happen. It'd be great to have that kind of attitude. Just not going to happen. So instead, I'll focus on the offensive tackles that can play guard such as Darian Kennard has the right tackle versatility, but would be an excellent play replacement for Hal Vitae down the road. Same with Daniel Falele as a swing tackle and potential guard. And then we've got Max Mitchell, the offensive tackle that would be acceptable in the fifth to seventh round as well as a developmental backup kind of guy. So, Lots to like about this senior bowl for the Detroit Lions. They got to work with some stellar talent. And it's going to get even better. Because we haven't even touched the defensive side of the ball yet. We've got all of that to come later this week. We've got the Super Bowl to preview this week. There is so much news around the NFL to talk about later this week. So make sure you tune in to the Believe in Lions podcast brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag. But until then, I will see you next time. I believe, I believe, I believe. I love the Lions. Say it with me. I love the Lions. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.